Smartcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's crooked? <laughs> okay, let me find out. I'm just kidding. I joke, I kid. Let me do a BTS. All right, let's see. Oh, I should do one, too. You're going you're gonna to do a behind-the-scenes video of yourself? Of us. Oh, that's cute. Okay, hold on. I'm going to do it really quickly. Reporting live from the studio, it's Blue and Erin. Hey. You're so photogenic. All right, we got to do the show. Bye. Erin, <laughs> were you really scared about doing the show? Because you seemed nervous um, the week I saw you after I asked you to do I it. I was scared as hell. What you talking about? Why would you be scared? You know, I just, I just be nervous. I'm a safe space. I'm a safe space. Okay, we're going to put the phones away. Hi. Hey, stay tuned, y'all. Oh, you're so provocative. All right, no, hold on, let me put this down. I don't like it. Can we do one more? Real quick? No, we're, we're gonna start the show. Okay, fine. We're gonna do one more promo. This, this is hilarious. Okay, y'all, look who I'm with. Hey, everybody. Ah, ah. yo, stay <laughs> tuned. It's about to be lit. I also got my sister over here in the back. What's that? Uh, for those of you who've been watching for the past two and a half minutes, the person who's been doing the selfies <laughs> is Aaron. <laughs> what up, Aaron? Aaron. So, is your last name Bernard? Yes. Okay, because my thing is. In LA, I've met a lot of people who they have simple looking names and then you try to pronounce it. And instead of Emily, it's Amelie. They put like accents and all that. Yeah, that shit is weird. Well, I'm just going to say this, Aaron. Um, I adore you and I love that you came on the show because I overheard you while we were hanging out talking to somebody about how you used to be a therapist. Yes. And then you decided to be a coach. Yes. Now, I have been asked several times why I do coaching and did not want to go to school to be a therapist. My cousin, shout out to her. We come from a very anxious family, and we're the only two who are going to save the family. <laughs> so she's a, a clinical psychologist, I think that's the technical term. Uh -huh. I Yeah, didn't knew, I knew that I did not want to do that because there's some things you cannot talk about, and there's certain conversations you cannot have. Facts. And I don't know if you've met me. I'm inappropriate Ina, okay? Uh -huh, no filter. <laughs> I have a filter. You, can, you have a filter, but you're like a, yeah, you don't need that. That's, I have that's a filter. I, I just am very free. I like that. That's the word. I'm free. I'm like liberated. That. And so because I'm so liberated, I knew I could not be. I they would I, they would have do you despire people? How do, what do you how do you get rid of a, of a therapist who's just being naughty? They actually do. Yeah, so I I didn't, do. I didn't want to deal with that. There's actually a magazine. Uh, damn, what is it called again? There's a magazine for. So I, I went to school and I got a master's in marriage and family therapy. You, and this subtle flex is brought to you by flex, <laughs> black excellence. Let's go. But no, I went to school and they, they taught us that there's a magazine that they put out every month. And at the end, at the back of the magazine, there's a bunch of therapists that acted quote unquote naughty. <gasps> they were doing things that were illegal, unethical. They got caught maybe having sex with a client, for example. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> And they're in the back of that magazine. And I was like, I was like, I don't want to be a part like of back that. Like back page. It's a back page situation. For therapists. Yeah, for people well, that are out of pocket. And they, I, want to, I want to find them. I got you later. Yep. Is and, it toxic that I want to talk to one of those therapists? <laughs> I mean, they might need you, though. Look, you know? I, want, I want a naughty therapist. No, the reason people, why mm -hmm. I'm asking is because you don't seem naughty at first. <laughs> Pause. So what made you want to be a coach? Back to the question. So I started off... Can I go a little further back and then get into it? Go for it. I bet. So, so short versions, I wanted to be a creative. I feel like I am a creative at heart. Very much so. And then so. the school I went to, um, 
my mom was like, you need to do a job that's going to like help you out. Cause in my biological father is a creative. And so she just felt like she's seen some things with people that she knows. She, she could see it in you that you're she that just, kind of person. She didn't want me to, she just wanted to keep me quote unquote safe and protected. So she was <laughs> like, just get a nine to five. The industry's up and down, et cetera. And so I went and I did psychology cause that fit my personality. Cause I taught people really effortless, effortlessly. When I got into the boundaries um, it just didn't feel right for me. Like if I saw a client, I would see clients out mm -hmm. and if a client gets uncomfortable, it's kind of like maybe I should leave kind of a thing or don't talk oh. to them, do a relationships and things like that. I went to a, a casino once and I was with friends and we were hanging out and one of my clients came up to me and they're like, what are you doing here? Imagine seeing your therapist losing a blackjack. Yeah. That would fuck with my spirit. Yeah. So, but we're human, right? So humanized. So short version plus. Okay, so Eric's <laughs> running the episode, y'all. I just work yeah. here. Like, so I'm just, I'm, I'm getting there. But mm -hmm. the short version is, it felt like I felt like it wasn't matching me on the scale of one to Aaron. It wasn't matching me how I want to show up professionally. And I felt like coaching, there's a different set of boundaries. It's Very a lot different. more relaxed. You could actually see a friend's cousin. You could maybe even see people that are, are kind of your friends. You could work with different people. And I like that. I like that um, I could see people in more than one space and it's okay. Like a dual relationship is frowned upon in therapy and in coaching, it's okay. That's you a know? great answer. It also lets me know that my instincts were correct. You were right. Because I immediately knew, and the, the one could argue, because in this show, we do a lot of astrology, right? Uh -huh. um, the joke is, the running joke is, I have a lot of Tauruses in the show. Um, I've had a couple Pisces, a couple Libras, but the one sign that was declared the least favorite sign by Rosa Acosta when she came on, <laughs> you already know it's Gemini. They be hating. And Geminis are known for being mischievous. So hearing that, <laughs> <laughs> being a coach, makes more sense. One could argue that's the Gemini in you that needed more freedom. Well, I'm a free spirit, so I did need more freedom. But I, I would like to say I since have gone to my own therapy. I've done the work. Of course. So I think therapy's great. I just think on a scale of one to Aaron in terms of how I show up as a professional. This man said on a scale of one to Aaron. I cannot. I'm not in competition with nobody else. Okay. That's that's bars. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I so I feel that. like that, that just matched my personality. My thing is this, though. A lot of the people who come to me for coaching are therapists. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll be talking to them, and I'm just like, sis, you should know. Like, mm. Why am I having to tell you that? And it's often very, I don't want to say rudimentary, but it's often very obvious stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, you got a whole master's. That's what, what's going on, sis. And so what I've realized is therapists do need therapists. And uh, finding a good therapist is like finding a good boyfriend. Like, you have to be compatible. <sighs> and I know a lot of folks who are counselors, and I, I feel concern for the folks that they are with. So what would you say would be, like, two red flags about if you and your therapist might not be equally yoked. I'm choosing my words very carefully because a lot of mental health people watch this show and you're probably going to hurt one of their feelings. That's okay. Um, you know, for me, I could talk about my experience at Red Flag. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, therapists that don't want to talk about race if they're not... Uh, and so as a black man in America, mm -hmm. for me, I need somebody that's comfortable talking about race. And so it's like uh, the red flag was I had one therapist that overcompensated for their lack of blackness. And I've had other oh. people try to ignore my blackness and my Were issues. Were they trying to do special handshakes? So like this one, this one therapist I had, female, um, she's like, well, I'm married to a black guy and people think I'm black. Ha <laughs> ha Oh, no, it was just no, like, it was stranger like, danger. Stranger it was like, danger. it was like, those moments of red flag. Just say, oh, to me, a better or a more appropriate answer for me would have been like, okay, well, you know what? Teach me about your experience. I don't know your life, your culture. I know a little bit because of my husband, but what is your experience like? Because there's so many different types of black too. Amen. You got African black, you got Caribbean black, you got American black, and within America, there's a whole bunch of different types of black. So I would have been happier if she just said, 
hey, I'm down to talk about race. I'm not afraid. Race is a big one. I know a lot of people who say that they prefer black therapists or therapists that are culturally competent. Yeah. But I also know folks who prefer therapists of a certain gender. I will say, I was watching a show, I won't name the show, and they had a male marriage counselor. Okay. And his misogyny, his his internalized misogyny was so deeply unchecked. I felt deep sorrow for any married woman who came to him with their husband because it was just going to be a gang on. It was like blatant too. It wasn't like, like it was very blatant. And so like, how do you deal with the gender thing too, right? Because I can't imagine going to a marriage counselor who's also, let's say, married, and he's having a bad day with his wife, and I come in asking for me and Bob to get some therapy, and I'm getting the juice instead. Like, people forget that therapists are people. Period, yeah. So how do you deal with the whole gender thing? Because that's also a factor. Well, I don't mind gender. I just think there's a level of self-awareness that a good therapist has. Amen. And so if you have self-awareness, I don't care what you are. Just help me. Oh, that's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? So if you come in with that issue, then I might have to ask you about it or talk to you about it because I, I do. I speak up for myself, especially you're, when I'm you're a good self advocate. Yeah, because I'm I'm actually like in this space. I want the help. I finally found someone, hopefully. Yeah. And now you just trying to throw some stuff on me. That's a little crazy. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh. So like, I just that's I definitely advocate for myself. So my thing is, I don't care if you're black, white, male, female, this, that, and the other. I'd prefer black at this moment in my time mm-hmm. in my life. But like, if you are self aware. I'm with it. Let's go. If you have if you if you have intelligence and depth and you can like get through the layers that I might present because I'm a little layered. You're a Gemini, yes. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're. let's do it. You know. But have you ever and this is gonna be interesting, do you know of someone who needs to leave therapy alone at a certain point and take a break? Because I feel like I had a therapist for a moment where she started asking me for more help than I was asking her. Like I could tell she wanted to be my friend. Yeah. And so she was just like trying to like do like the long kiss goodnight. I was like, yeah, yes, yeah. we can we can end this right here. Yeah. I'm helping you, like you walk into your car, I'm giving you advice. Shouldn't I get a cut of the check? Like what's happening? When is the time to say, like, our chapter is done? That goes back to that self-awareness. You know what I mean? Like I, I I'm not a therapist anymore, but when I was a therapist, I'm I remember feeling like after some sessions and even now to like yesterday, my last session, I was like, that was heavy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what do I need right now? So I started playing gospel music. I did I, I did let out a few F bombs. I was like, fuck. Can we curse? <laughs> not, not not cursing while I was talking about Marvin Sapp. I was like, praise God, you know. Praise but like God, fuck. but sometimes you gotta show you know, church they say come as you are. Yeah. So I, my playlist does have a little cursing and a little gospel back to back. It's just a little My playlist is na- are nasty. My Mine is wild. Yeah, you're being nice. My place are straight up nasty. The reason why I'm asking you these questions now, yeah, because I wanted to get the responsible stuff out of the way. See, that was responsible. Aaron just told you that he is humanized. <laughs> he, I usually do the shout out. You do the shout out for me, and I ain't got to do it. He's humanized. Find you a therapist who doesn't mind that you black or brown or whatever you are, and who is not on some fuck shit. And um, we fall down, but we get up. Is on his playlist along with my neck and my back. We've learned so much. Yep. Now we're gonna do a very quick pivot. Here we go. <laughs> let's get. Let's go. <laughs> it's like the roller coaster going. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we're gonna take a shot, and then we're gonna do hot topics. Let's ready? do it. And this Jameson, you actually brought the Jameson to my house. This is your bottle of Jameson. Oh wow! Because I drank tequila first, the Jameson, Jameson second. All right, we're gonna toast the booty and abundance. I whites. We like that and peace <laughs> and peace. I mean, abundance could be booty and abundance. Mm. You don't have to do shots like that. Hold on, because I had vocal surgery. Wow, that that is somebody's grabbing your neck from inside. I love that. This is the bottle I bought. Mm-hmm. No, it is. And last night, my friend Bridget and Mandy, they came in town from New York, and they came over. And I don't buy alcohol, so the only alcohol I have is whatever you all bring over. <laughs> and the bottle of Jameson was the only thing that didn't get vetoed. 
We found some wild stuff in my cabinet that people had left behind. We found some gray goose that could have been there since 2005. Wow. Um, we found <clears throat> some Everclear, which is illegal in most states, but there was like a gallon of Everclear. Oh, yeah, it's lit. I think I heard about this Everclear when I went over your house. A whole actually. gallon. Uh-huh. Yeah. What else? We found a bunch. We found Bombay Sapphire. Is that something that aunties drink? Like, who drinks Bombay I Sapphire? I've never had or heard of. I've never Bombay drank Bombay Sapphire. Sapphire. But what, look, next time you come over, we're going to drink that and we're going to do an experiment. Okay. Now that we've had <laughs> the alcohol, that Jameson is, oof. It warmed you up a little bit. My teeth are fuzzy now. <laughs> and my chest is warm. <laughs> All right, now we're going, we're going to do more shots. We're going to do hot oh topics. My. You ready for hot topics? Let's go. Now, these hot topics tend to be a little bit evergreen because I like to um, have topics that have a greater thing to them. Okay. So give me your honest opinion as Aaron, the human. And uh, the human. The humanized you, not the therapist. You ready? I'll try. All right, so Kim Kardashian recently made headlines for admitting that she approached Pete Davidson because she heard he his about his BDE mm-hmm. and was DTF. For those of you who do not understand these acronyms, translated, she heard about his big dick energy and was down to fuck. Yep. How do we feel <laughs> about women approaching or chasing after men? Ooh. How do you personally feel, human, Aaron, not therapist? I got no, no. Say, I mean, yeah. They, they kind of. I feel like the reason why I like being a coach is I am. I just show up as me all the time in both spaces. I love that. I know you'd roll your eyes at me a little. No, bit. I'm very okay. warm. Okay. I'm very, I just realized that I haven't eaten. So that was that oh. was my breakfast. Are we gonna take more too? <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a great episode. My sister's gonna have to drive today. <laughs> Please drive us. Thank you. We get it. Um, I, I feel like there's a difference between approaching and chasing. That's the first how thing that came about, to me. But how do you feel about women approaching or chasing? I feel like they're different. I feel like approaching is cool. I think like we're in 2022. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the dude as well. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I think like, yo, she just got out of a situation. Mm-hmm. She had a, a situation that I don't know about, but allegedly it's kind of like they're going through a divorce or something like that. It's complicated. He bought a house across the street. We heard all these different things. And like, she's like, yo, I just need some loving. And she was like, she's DTF. And, and she's a billionaire and she has a different mindset. She's like, yo, I heard about this guy named Pete. I'm about to holler. And it worked. That, okay, that's great theoretically. So I, think, I, think, I think that's That was cool. a great theoretical answer. I think it's cool. For you, Aaron, particularly, do you want women to be walking up to you and trying to holler at you? Absolutely. Okay, so my answer is very different. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. I don't. I didn't say anything was wrong. Yeah. I, I just, I don't like it. I'm going to explain why. People are shocked, right? Because I'm supposed to be this modern woman. Here's my issue. My entire 20s, mm-hmm. I had that mentality. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say theoretically it sounds amazing. Wonderful theory. Slow clap. In real life, when you are a woman who has a big personality and you approach a man, it's a silent signal for them to say that, oh, you're gonna, you like being the alpha. And men who I've approached in the past, no matter how submissive I naturally am uh-huh. because I approached, they acted different than men who approached me. And I actually had a friend one time when I hit 30, I was like, all your dudes treat, treat you so well. Everybody that I date, male, female, whatever, they're all masculine. And I'm getting carried even though I'm a nice person. And you're a bitch. Like, she's a raging bitch. And she was proud about it, too. Okay. And I was like, how are you bitchy and getting treated like like gold? And I'm the nice one. And I'm being played. <laughs> and she said, Blue, all my men choose me. Hmm. And you choose them. And that's the difference. And unfortunately, as archaic as that may sound, 
based on 10 years of watching what panned out, she was right. The next time I met somebody that I liked, I let them approach me. It was a completely different energy. And when I watch men, a lot of men like to pray. Like they like to, like there's something about a man acquiring something that brings pride to him. That's probably subconscious. I agree to that. that. And like, if you have to, if you have to want me enough to acquire me, I realize that I actually need that level of investment. I want somebody who wants me enough to, to like come get me. I feel you. And a lot of guys, I, I mean, get lazy. They feel like, oh, well, you know, you can take out the trash then if you said you so alpha. Well, let's let's be real. You're talking about a relationship, and Kim is talking about DTF. No, so, she's, no but she's in a relationship now. Because it was good. Oh. That, that, Sometimes yeah. it'll make you fall in love, right? So to me, yeah, here's a true. billionaire woman that knows that she has all this baggage, and she's like, and I think people probably are scared to approach a billionaire Absolutely. woman like Kim. So she's like, yo, I like him. Let me go talk to him real quick. Boom, boom, boom. Now, for like a non-billionaire woman. Yes, I mean, the rest of us who are not billionaires, Aaron. <laughs> you know, it might be a little different, but I do think that dudes for sure appreciate the Y'all chase. carry us differently when you have to work for it. I'm sorry. Yeah, but uh, I know that's not the politically correct answer, but it's the real life answer that men who have to like you enough to come get you, mm-hmm. Carry a different frequency than men that you came and got. I feel it. And all my homegirls who went and got dudes and they're in relationships. Yeah. Yeah. She's still the alpha. And I mean, and some dudes like that too. Oh, that's wonderful. That's not my dude. But exactly. It depends on what you want. Yeah. I don't. I The crazy thing is I think people think that if you have a big personality, you must be an alpha. That Mm. is a bullface lie. I know a lot of loud betas. Myself included. I know. I I don't. And but my thing, the thing is though, I think a lot of times too, and this is the problem. Systemically speaking, black women have to be in charge whether we want to or not. So a lot of us only think we're alphas because we had no choice. You ready to put that cape down? Take the S off your chest. Oh my God, no cape. Okay, yeah. do not call me a strong black woman. I'm looking at the camera. <laughs> I am a supple black woman. Okay. I will play damsel in distress in a heartbeat. Help me. Ouch. <laughs> like, seriously. The whole strong black woman thing is literally killing us. I've had to write so many articles when I work for the Grio about how physically, like, we're, we're mentally, like, financially, we're buckling under the pressure of saying we don't need help. So I, I'm yelling help left and right. Help me. Talk, a lot of my friends that are probably going to watch this episode are going to amen you right now. Because I have so many female friends that are strong. We tired. Educated. <laughs> they popping. They got houses. They Come got get money, me, they got sir. Cars, and they're like, Aaron, I'm tired of being strong. I'm tired of being. I'm not strong. I just started declaring I'm not strong. She's like, save you. Ouch. Save you. Feel how soft my skin is. See, I'm tender. I'm not strong. (laughs) I can't. I can't do it. Do you ever have female friends who you think are on the opposite end who are so enamored with the strong black woman narrative that they don't realize that they have a, 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 a clenched jaw around it? I feel like some women, it's like a badge of honor for them. And they can't put it down long enough to get support. Because there are people who want support but are too prideful to receive support. Like, do you ever see that? And do you say anything as a guy? Or are you just nervous? Because it's a very weird time for men and women right now. Uh, Yeah, mansplain. Uh, I don't want... I don't, it's, it's like people don't want to be called a mansplainer, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't, I've learned to... Uh, if, if if you ain't paying me, I keep my opinions to myself. Oh, Ariston, unless you got you, you got three stacks, I'm going to buy I'm just my saying. Business. Because the short version is people, they they... If people want help, they they usually just come to me. So if they want an opinion, they come to me. Now, if I see that that you you come to me and you start venting about something, then I might give my opinion. But if you see, like, perfect example, if I had a blind spot, if I was saying, Aaron, why do I keep on ending up with these punk-ass Negroes and they're so weak and they make me do all the work? And you're seeing that the obvious answer is that I'm 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 chasing and I'm being wearing the pants in the relationship. You wouldn't, as my friend, without me knowing it's a blind spot, say, hey, sis, maybe it's because... Well, you came to me and said, hey, Aaron, 
Yeah. The fact that you said, hey, Aaron, this is what I'm going through. We're having a dialogue. There's implied consent I'm there. With, yeah. Okay. But if you just live in your life and you just kind of like, uh, I'm like, okay, well, you got the uh a little bit long because I'm I don't want to, <laughs> I'm not mad. So you play it. stupid and you just sit there like, well, because, you know, once again, you t- you're talking about spe- a specific type of woman. Yeah. Woman. So, like, for that woman that's, like, strong and they have, like, this energy. It's very prideful. It's, it, 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 depending on the day, you don't know what you're going to get. That's true. So, I think that's depends. another reason. I, think, I love that you're saying that because the reason why I'm bringing this up is because as someone who is, like, trained professionally, mm-hmm. I feel like you're probably the guy who would be the least scared to get into and the I run. still get scrumped on. I'll be, I be trying to use all the right words. I'm and you're still, in. like, you got a whole degree I'll in be, this, my G, and you're still scared. So imagine how I a regular dude on the block. I years of experience. I be getting scrumped I'll be like, yo, I try to I'm talk about eggshells. I be walking on the hoes like. Dudes on the block are so scared, and they should be. Like, it's not even paranoia. Like, I feel bad when people are like, no, you should, no, 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 no. Yeah. If I was a man right now, I'd be nervous because the audience is smarter and misogyny is so deeply ingrained that you're going to get it wrong whether you whatever you say is like it's wrong at this point, but not because it feels like that. but not because you're a victim, but because the system has handicapped you so much, right? All of us. It's the same feeling that white folks have when they talk to black folks. Mm-hmm. You could be the best white person ever, but there's a hundred percent chance at some yeah. point you're gonna put your foot in your mouth because the system has handicapped you so much. And if you look at it as a handicap rather than a, than a character flaw, then you can just admit that like I ain't got it. I always say I wish I was a white guy. I think I'd be a great white guy. I'd be like, look, this is lit. I'm on the winning team. Y'all need some help. Like, I wouldn't even front. You'd also be naive as fuck. <laughs> yes, but I... You would have to worry about but, nothing. But, but I would not be denying my privilege in order to, like, play Oppression Olympics. You know what yeah. I mean? All right, I like the way that you answered it, but I still want to bring this back. Do you prefer to be approached or do you prefer to approach? And why? I'm not really into signs, but I think it's my Gemini, the indecisive. It depends on the situation. Jesus Christ. No, because it really This is why does. I don't fuck with y'all. No, it depends. Aaron, you got to start answering really, the question. I have answered the question because I literally would do both. More times than not, what do you prefer? More times than not. If it was a gun to your head right now, more times than not. No gun, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I had to, I actually have no problem approaching. I, I believe that. If for those of you who are not no watching, Aaron's wearing problem. a Brooklyn uh, cap. He's very proud to be from New York. I have no problem approaching, but I also don't mind an approach because if they are talking like a Kim Kardashian, I've had a few Kim Kardashians, not white, but just in general situations, uh, come to me. I like black and black and. Like, I like to date black or it's black, black and. I yeah. Black, mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, I, but sometimes, you know, situations will seem much a league and you'd be like, oh, this is awesome. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, it's so, an ego boost. Yeah, because I don't want to look stupid. But past the ego boost, has that <laughs> I ever. Have no, I have no problem approaching. No, but past the ego boost, has that ever bared fruit of like a, a really healthy relationship? Yeah. Where they approached you and, and past you saying, oh, snap, I pulled this, you're actually having a healthy relationship even though she made the approach. Yeah. I would love to talk to some of the folks who approached. Are, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. Like when I was being defensive and when I was being prideful, I was like, no, I'm a strong black woman. If I see it, I should be able to go get it. And I sat back, I was like, but sis, what, what are you getting exactly? So if I'm honest, there's not been a single time that I've approached a man that we've dated that I haven't broken up with him because I kept on having to initiate. Mm. It almost it almost like it set a precedent. Like he knew that if he ever felt lazy, I would always fill the gap. I feel like I, I... And I understand you're talking about you, but for me, I have a pretty yeah. solid, maybe even strong personality. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I love, I'm pretty, I, I love I'm how pretty, you're, pretty, I love uh, you're self-identifying. No, I, I'm, I have I'm, a I'm pretty, strong I'm pretty, personality. Like if I like something, I like something. If I don't, I don't. And I, and I, and I'm That's very my much, point, though. And I say what it is. If a man doesn't like you enough to approach you, he doesn't like you enough. That's my, that's my personal opinion. But I also just talked about ego and fear and all that stuff. I feel like if you don't like me enough to come get me, you don't like me enough for me. 
I'll take it. Because I feel like, honestly, I've seen guys who were dead broke, didn't have nothing that they could, like, whatever about. They saw something they liked yeah. that was out their league, and they were like, let me figure this shit out. And there's something about that I want it bad enough to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without that, I'm, I'm disinterested. So this is an interesting topic. Unless you're Kim Kardashian. Aaron keeps on saying, if you're a billionaire, screw this entire Yo, conversation. Come to me if you're a billionaire. I got oh, really? you. you or if you're half a billionaire, let's go. Beyonce, you're married. But, you know, listen. Well, I love that you said Beyonce because that's actually the next topic. Break. Look at you segueing. You won't break my soul. Okay, so <laughs> Beyonce and Drake have put us on notice that mm-hmm. house music is clearly the sound of the let's summer. Um, we have no choice. And so how do my first question is, how do we feel about this, this unexpected summer of house music? Be honest. It's a safe space. I actually was at the gym and it was like, yo, Drake, da da da. And I was like, all right, bet I'll put the, put it on at the gym. And I actually liked it because I was at the gym and you know, at the gym, they play different kinds of music. They do. So it, 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 two things. One, it gave me a gym feel. I felt like I was able to work out to it Two, Uh I didn't hate it. And I'm not trying to be politically correct. I actually liked it because it reminded me of Coachella. I felt like I was oh, outside. Nice. Mm, it took me mm, to like a mm, festival mm, moment. Mm, yeah. I felt so happy. That's true. I, I actually enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this is a vibe. I was like, it's di- I knew it was different now. Okay. Yeah. But it also. <laughs> like, don't play me. Twitter. I knew it was different. But like, I also knew like at the end of the day, I was like, oh, this is like, this is cool. Like for me. Because like, like I said, Coachella, the reason why I like going to Coachella is because it introduces me to so many different types of DJs and music yeah, and stuff like true. that. Plus the people that we love. So yeah. I've been going to Coachella for like, six seven years now so, i've never been because it's always my birthday weekend mm. and the few times that i've been with people who should have gotten me tickets they didn't that's a whole other conversation we gotta put that out there for you for next birthday I, i've said this before on the show so people who've been listening for a while my biggest annoyance is that i have done so many birthday parties and surprise parties for all my friends mm. and everybody i've ever dated and i've never gotten a party yeah, I'm actually bitter about it now. It's the one thing that I'm bitter about. It's like, really, again? I'm throwing my party? Nobody wants to? Okay, you, you good? Okay. I had friends who I literally had their wedding at my house. Back in D.C. Are they watching? I hope so. <laughs> Y'all had my... Literally, their wedding was a month before my birthday. I was like, there's no way they're, they're not going to do something for me. You had your wedding at my... Crickets. But that's that expectation. When you have expectations, it no, sets you I up. just, I just. Here's my thing, and, and I've learned that when you expect you from other people, you break your own heart. Mm-hmm. I just am a place where I've always said verbally, I like reciprocal relationships. Fact. So I like give and take. Right. I enjoy giving a lot. I also like receiving, and I just feel like, at some point, it should have come up by now with as much as I give. But you're right. I cannot have expectations. But how do we feel about Beyonce doing I this? like it. Because Beyonce doing it is very different than Drake doing. Drake has a huge footprint. It does. But Beyonce makes the world stop and then sings about making the world stop. And like, she sings about it. <laughs> like, world stop. I'm excited for this album. I think it's going to be lit. And I think it's going to be more than one album. Because it's an act one, right? So what's, yeah, act, what's act two? She's, you know she's what I'm just saying? a provocateur. Yo, yo. Can we just discuss this? I'm not going to show your business guy. I got in trouble at the dinner party at my house last time. I'm not gonna share Aaron's business, <laughs> but we could have gone to high school at the same time. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> no, I made the mistake of y'all know that I've talked on the show before about being neurodivergent, so sometimes I can't read the room because I'm being like a purely You're fine. I'm like a child who's just being literal. Yeah, yeah. So I made the mistake of saying Aaron's age 
at, at a, a little dinner party at my house, and er- the whole room stopped breathing. They were like, literally, they were like, "Oh, girl, did he want you to say all that?" And I was like, "What? He was good." I know but, somebody's gonna be like, "Why does he even care?" I, I just, I do. No, I'm apologizing. I was wrong that night. But you weren't wrong. I'm never mentioning your age again. You were age. Okay, you weren't Benjamin, <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, sorry. I'm like Prince. I'm ageless. No, because I thought you were gonna jump up and be like, "No, guys, I'm fine." You sat there stuck, and so they kept going. Yeah, it happened so fast. I was like, "Damn!" Like, I was like, "You just told my age for me." I, I like to even say, well, how do you think I am? Sometimes I play that game, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, that's great. Well, thank you. This and I leave it at that. This is how childlike I am, y'all. I'm such a, I'm like a huge kid in, yeah. in my head. Like, in my mind, they ask your age, and I was like, oh, I know the answer to this because he just told me. I'm not thinking anything, but yay, I know the answer. It's okay. You do, because you're awesome. No, no. Don't don't try to do me now. You are awesome. That room I'm just not on Wikipedia, me. so I get to still play the game of guess how old I am. But Aaron, who's going to, you're black. That's an unfair game. Yeah, well, let it be unfair. If somebody that gets my age, I could be 25 or 60. Yeah. I'm black. You are. And you look fantastic, by Don't the way. Don't do that. That's what y'all do for nah, old you do. Nah, you do. Y'all stay nah, telling the, the aunties they your, look great. You told me your age. I was like, this black, ooh, it ain't cracking. That joint. And the funny thing is, I don't wear makeup, but like when I do, I feel like it makes me... Wow. Look older. What do you mean? I didn't even think about that. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, I feel like your real age is what you look like with no makeup on. Damn, that's good. Because... There's some folks they put on the right concealer and they look twelve. They look, they look, yeah. They look twelve. Tricky without. I actually think I look older with makeup on. I think makeup actually makes me look more like a grown up, like you know, like an adult. All right, so we have decided that we are liking the Beyonce and Drake. Thing. I like the Beyonce joint. I like the Drake joint, and I can't wait to turn up with them. Hopefully, they at Coachella or every festival that I could go to. I love them. Can I come? Let's I'm, go. I'm, I, I pay for my own ticket, but I want I want to go to Coachella at least mm-hmm. one of these days. All right, we're gonna pivot from Beyonce to someone who said that they wish they worked with her, and that's Chris Brown. Chris I, Brown was recently asked, okay. and, you, and that's the thing about the show. I didn't see it. Yeah, go ahead. You ain't got to see shit. I'm just going to do a replay. Chris Brown was asked if there's one person that you could be with, like as far as doing a collab with, who would it be? Mm. He And he said Beyonce. Now, the reason why I'm asking this question about Chris Brown and that answer is Chris Brown is disgustingly talented. Beyond. Like, you could hate him as a person. He's insanely but you would, you would have talented. But you would have to lie to say that he's not talented. He's undeniable. So my thing is, and as someone who... Women who I realized women who are over thirty five, we were the ones who were a little like feeling protective of Rihanna when that everything went down. As someone who's had such a muddied career, per, like personally, at what point do we as a collective have to let Chris Brown be and 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 forgive him and say that he's redeemed himself? Mm-hmm. Has he redeemed himself enough to have a Beyonce want to work with him? Because we know that Beyonce is real big about she don't do no funny shit. That's the Virgo in her. I got a little Virgo <laughs> on my chart. I don't do funny shit either, right? If you have any Virgo on your chart, you're averse to funny shit. So yeah. Beyonce, if shit is funny, she's out. Yeah. She'll, she yeah. will disappear like Homer into the shrub. Yeah. Do you think he's in a place yet where he's clean enough and stable enough where Beyonce would even honor that request and do something with him? You know, I think... The no queen, wrong answers. No, no, I'm, I'm really thinking like... what, what, what. <laughs> What is it? WWBD? What would Beyonce do? I, oh, I that's for blue, but okay. Beyonce or blue? I think <laughs> I think Beyonce would probably have a talk with Ree and Jay in my head, um, yeah. and 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 see where they're at in my mind. But and Rihanna I, was the first one to to forgive him. She took him back. Yeah, it's another story for another time. Oh, because I mean, yeah, that's true. I don't know Chris, but I think he's undeniable. And I, here's the thing: I really see like like that is his lane. Like yeah. he would literally kill that. He'd body it. He and her, yo, the two of them dancing together would be insane. So uh, I think for like, for like on some creative tip without the Rihanna joint, she would absolutely do it. But I think she'd have to talk to them first. But like if they did do that, I would, I would play the fuck out of that. Too. 
I know for a fact Rihanna's over it. Rihanna's over it. Rihanna got a whole baby. She's ASAP. Chilling. But I, I yeah. literally think if Beyonce did that, first of all, that'd be great for Chris. But it'd be great for B. It'd be yeah. great for me. It'd be great for us. And like, <laughs> it's I, the world. And look, and like they're so yeah. yo. He honestly, he's one of the most talented. And that that situation. Here's my thing. I'm not making no, no excuses for anybody and their wrongdoings. I think he was like what 19 or 20. Yeah. Like, and he was in front of the world with all this money and the fame and all that. So I don't know who he is. I don't know him on a, on a personal level. But I do know like he was young at that time. And so it was like, yo, ain't he like 30 something now? Is he a 30? Yeah, but has he done enough to redeem himself though? Right? Because time alone is not enough. Like you have to. Does he have to redeem himself in front of the world? I guess. That's a that's a great question. Did he say I'm sorry to Re and her family? Like, if, that's did they forgive him? Question. Yeah, I mean, she took him back, so clearly she forgave him because she she did take him back. Yeah, they dated again after the incident. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then Drake took her. And then he took her back. It was a bunch. It was a bunch of stuff happened. Rihanna's that bitch. That's what we've learned from this segment. Yo, if Rihanna would take me, yo. You know, no, you would have to approach her, Aaron. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> would you approach my me? grandmother's from Barbados? Rihanna's you know from Barbados. Don't shoot your shot we on the show. ASAP Rocky's famous from Barbados as well. He's from Barbados. Too? Yeah, oh, he has Bayesian blood. That's why they're always down there. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, West Indians are. You I'm know. shout out to him because I do like him. I, do, I like them together. Eric's cleaning. You know, yes, that was a good cleanup. Like, no, yeah, I really I like do like too. them. But I get to be a fan. You know and what I'm saying? Like, I mean, the fact that the he whole, know who he dating. The whole world wanted her, and she ended up with the Harlem dude. That's awesome. New I'm York from Brooklyn. Up. What's up? I will tell you, when I met Aaron, he showed up. We were at Jessica's house, and we had been there for hours. hours. And I, I don't know what if I ate an edible or what. This is a very 420 friendly <laughs> show. But I was just, I was one with the moon. And then I look up, and I just see a Brooklyn hat. Coming from the back gate. I did. I was like, are we getting rough? <laughs> like, for a minute, I was a stranger danger. But you look like a smiley face. I was like, no, rappers don't smile that hard. Yeah. I'm and smiling I, now looking right. at you. Right. And the thing is, like, you talk so many, like, the minute you talk, I could smell a chopped cheese. Yeah. <laughs> you're, but you're telling me that your accent has actually gotten better. Oh, better? I mean, mean, as far as, like, it's assimilated. I don't Easier. Think, I, I think it was better before, but I know. actually think that you sound very Brooklyn now. So I'm like wondering. Nah, it's so watered down. It's like, oof. this is watered down. Yeah. Can you say coffee? <laughs> no, that's not going nowhere. <laughs> Sometimes when you talk, I'm like, wait, where am I? L.A. I'm still yeah. in L.A. I'm like some LA. words you can't let go of, but in general, like I, I like I have to practice the word ask. Say it. I I just said it ask, but you, I, I have to practice. Really, that actually is but really good. I used good. to be like ax. There's a video that I saw that I debated playing for you, and it's a woman trying to figure out how to say something properly uh -oh. despite her Brooklyn accent. A part of me is, do I want to put you through this? Because I feel like you could you could do it. If I tried enough, I could do anything. Aaron, yeah, you're very positive. We're gonna skip that part because you're gonna figure it out. And it's I'm gonna, about to kill it though. You're gonna kill it. I like a challenge. I'm gonna go to the next the next topic, and this is something that I actually wanted to um, get your opinion on. When you and I were talking, we were talking about how we love doing Q and A's. We love answering questions, right? So I want to do a segment. Ask A and B. All right, let's go. You know what A and B is? That's, that's you, Aaron Bernard, and. And me, I'm being Aaron and Blue. <laughs> you, you, y'all see how Aaron skipped Blue <laughs> and went straight to just say his phone. <laughs> Aaron, okay, the first question, you ready? Yeah. And this actually came from these are from, from Toxic Twitter. Oh, so damn. I went scavenging through Toxic Twitter for you, Aaron. I love it. Do you love know how much that hurt? I mean, my booty itch. Like, it was a lot. In a bad way. Like that's funny. <laughs> yeah, real talk. I just I feel like I've missed out on Twitter for like a couple years. I'm back. I love Twitter. Twitter's with the shit. Twitter's everything. Okay, yeah. so. This, and this is from, coming from a, a guy. All right. He said, and I quote, my wife read my journal 
and didn't like what she read. She's been following me around the house now, quoting the passages that she hates the most and telling <laughs> me that she now hates me. I'm not sure I have a defense because I actually wrote in my journal that I had a feelings for a friend of mine who I thought was my friend's soulmate, but not romantic. She says you can't love your friend as a soulmate and love your wife as a soulmate and that I'm a cheater and a traitor. <laughs> who is wrong here? I'm going to let you so many things happened in that question. She went through his journal, but he's talking about how he loves his friend. And now she's taunting him around the house with excerpts and saying, I hate this and you. Well, I'm glad he's journaling. So shout out to him for journaling, right? That's what you got from that, Aaron? Yeah, like, you know, a lot of dudes don't journal. So I'm like, at least That's he's true. journaling. That's true. But if you're going to journal with your wife, you know your wife, be smart about it. So Wait, you're blaming the victim? No, I'm not blaming the victim. <laughs> but you, you, if you go around, yeah, let it out. Flush it down the toilet, burn that joint, like because you don't want that. Tr like once the trust is broken in a relationship, it's tricky. Is she, she had, wrong? She's also wrong for going through his business. Like why are you going in this journal? Like I think they both kind of could have did something different. Like I feel like if if I have a journal and you mm -hmm. go through it, why are you in my shit? That's my business. No, here's the thing. I don't even like looking at people's phones. Like if I'm with somebody and they leave their phone up, I'll turn their face. I don't even want my eyes. I don't want it. Okay? You never get tempted. No, I don't want it because I, I know it. who I, I'm. A, you said you love it. I love that you don't. Oh, get because tempted. you you like oh, no, 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 I'm not, the phone. I feel like the information always comes to me. I don't have to look. Exactly. So I prefer my spirit guys to send it to me because if I find out on my own, I'm burning everything down. <laughs> So, for the sake of me not going to jail, because I feel yeah. like I'd be somebody's bottom bitch in jail, Ooh. I'm very nurturing and, and like I get along with gang members. Like I just that wanna, beta coming out. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that. But like I feel like he was, she was wrong. Yep. For what she did, mm -hmm. he is technically not wrong. This is something that coaches, therapists, counselors, everybody says the same thing. All feelings are valid. All actions are not. We yep. all know that. That's a base level. He thing, didn't right? follow through, right? As far as we know. My, but I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. If a piece of my husband's journal got loose and he was talking about how he, he's in love with his homegirl, everybody got to die. As a friend, though. Everybody got to die. Yeah. No, seriously. I get you're why she's mad, though. I get why she's mad. You're in a relationship and your beloved is saying, yo, that's my soulmate. I love this motherfucker so much. Aaron Cool too. I love this motherfucker. Like, how would you feel? Be honest. I mean, I wouldn't feel good, but I also wouldn't write that shit in a journal. I feel oh, like <laughs> you the victim. I just I'm a little mad at him. Like, you wrote that in a journal. Like, come on, come on. Aaron, are you our toxic king? Because <laughs> I'm not toxic, but I also feel like let's be real. I'm, you said I'm not a therapist, a life coach today. I'm an Aaron. That's if true. I, if that's I write true, in my true. journal, this is mine. And if I go, it's, it's like if I go through your phone and I see some shit, that's on me now. Like, I, I had no business going through your journal, your phone, your nothing. Somebody can say, your business is my business. Yeah, then ask me questions if you're feeling something's off. But you were lying. I, and, I'm not and a your, liar, And your though. journal proved it. Like, no, but if you lied and your journal proved it, am I wrong still for being right? Um, They got to know who they dating. That's true. I'm going to be honest, guys. Where they smoke this fire? I'm going to say this, and this is going to sound very toxic. People say you can't turn off your feelings. I don't agree with that. You said what? People say you can't turn off your feelings. Okay. I don't agree with that. I have had... 10-year relationships, 20-year relationships, and a 29-year relationship. Mm -hmm. Friendships, like family, that based on a toxic conversation, I was ready to dead it and never look back. There are certain things you can say to me that are so disgusting. I agree. I'm fucking out. I agree. And I will mourn what I thought we had, but I'm real fucking clear that you can't come with me yeah. moving forward. So I don't agree that you can't have a switch. I do have a respect switch. Hmm. I'll love you. I'll cry in the shower. From a distance. From a di yeah. across the street yeah. around the corner. So I think if I went in my husband's like journal and saw that he was in love with somebody, 
I don't know that I I don't know I see I don't know that I would have left either. I would confront you though. And then what? Now you confront them. We then gonna when? talk about we gonna go to therapy. But you still love the bitch. Like you still love this bitch. Absolutely, we'll go to therapy. But is she still allowed to be in the picture? I, I feel like when I look at people that are, this is my hit it. Oh, I'm sound so challenged. But I feel like when I see people that are 50, like they've been married for 50 years, I always ask myself, what was that like? Like, what did they go through? Yeah, what I kind of forgiveness been... happened? I'm sure somebody's eye was like. No, and I is you know one thing. Saying? You love another bitch, though. You love somebody else. But we don't know that he messed around with uh, that person. You love her. He, yeah, he loved her. But... I have been someone's intimacy mistress before. That was deeper than us fucking. I have somebody who was in my life for a very long time. Oh, God, they're probably watching this shit. You know who you are. And for a very long time, <laughs> whenever they would break up with somebody, they would come over, and the level of intimacy we shared non-sexually mm-hmm. was a l- was very inappropriate. For sure. And so they got drunk one night and was like, you know, I've always loved you. I was like, I know. Like, it's obvious. <laughs> so I'm just saying that, like, I think emotional cheating actually can be just as bad, if not worse, than sexual cheating. I agree. But once You're again, in love with her. But I think, it, I think at the same time, if you're trying to be married for 50 years and you have a, an emotional, like disconnect and you find yourself looking at someone else he gotta he's trying to let tell her to come get he's trying stuff. to be therapeutic tell, her, tell your soulmate he to come help you get your therapy. stuff he's trying to tell do your soulmate he to come help you get your stuff he probably should have went to individual therapy told the therapist <laughs> not his journal but you know yeah I would leave him would you stay with a partner who did that I as mean, long, you, as, you as long as you're honest oh so they can cheat emotionally as long as they're honest they cheat emotionally that, but, but, the, but if you if it's emotional cheating it's quite literally. You know what's so crazy? Now I'm gonna You're tell a Gemini. Them. I'm going to tell them myself. You're an emotional my, cheater? No, I'm not. But okay. my one of my first true loves, we were together like three and a half years. She was like, she was real cool. She was amazing. My whole family met her and everything. She cheated on me like a year, one and a half, and told me about it. And then we stayed together for like another two years. She she told me. I know other people are like, you fucking stupid. You crazy. But I was into it. I just I was like, yo, at least she told me. And she never did it again, allegedly. 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 She thought a better way. She was like, oh, but like, but it was, but what I'm saying is like that two years of staying together was very bumpy. At, it was it was a little tricky because I appreciated the honesty. As we say tricky, but it I get was, nervous. <laughs> it was it was a little rough. It was a little rough. Because but, yeah, you a whole you're an adulteress. But I also like I be I be weighing things down like the way she left her ex it was her ex the way she left him was like a blah blah blah. So you justified it for her. I did. Yeah, we're and not doing that at this big age. I I'm understand. not doing that now, but I'm saying that I I can't I can't lie and act like. But I that was you stay. younger though. That's. I'm gonna younger. be honest. I think me being older is the reason why I'd be out faster. Like I don't I already got but so many eggs left. I cannot give you 18 months <laughs> on a hope and a prayer. Yeah. You're a guy, so you don't have to worry about that stuff. But once I hit 35, I was like, oh, I can't be making mistakes these long. Because I would make like two or three, four or five year mistakes. Like, yeah. I'm a tourist. We'd be sitting and stuff. All right, next thing. This is the scenario on Twitter. God, Twitter is so toxic. Yes. You are in a new relationship. Everything is going great. It's been a few months now, and they invite you to a family party, and you see someone you had sex with at their family's One party. One more time, start over. You're in a new relationship. Everything is great. Mm-hmm. It's been a few months, and they invite you to a family party. And at the party, you see someone you've had sex with, and they're there. And your new partner introduces them as their friend. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Are you telling them or taking it to the grave? Uh, So here's the thing. I'm not a kisser and teller, right? Wait a minute. But my mama always said, you better, like, she'd rather hear shit from us first. If I had to find out my own, I'm fucking you up. My mom said, always tell me first before I find, like, a report card or something Mm -hmm. like that. And that's evolved into my adulting years. So I feel like I'm going to say something. Because... I would hate if in the I, moment or pull her like what are we what are you gonna do are you gonna pull the person aside I don't, I don't know how I'm gonna feel in that moment but okay. at some point I'm gonna give myself a very limited amount of time whether it's in that 
party moment or later that night. Like, I feel like I would need to say something before someone else doesn't fuck up what we got going but pause, on. There's, a, there's an instant moment of lying or telling the truth, though, because when the introduction happens, you have to either lie and pretend you don't know this person. You have to say, I know this person, though. But we have to remember people are late with feelings. Like, if you're in shock, you're like, what the fuck? Like, no, but you could be you in got... shock and still tell, I know this person. So there's a, a lie immediately that has to happen. I didn't think of it that way. Ex oh, you. you know... What? Because for me, I'm still trying to process what if the fuck I is say, happening. This is so and so, and you've seen somebody's orgasm face. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to not be like, "Oh, hi, so and so, nice to meet you." You done lied. You just lied I to feel me. You. Sir. I, I wasn't thinking about lying. I'm just thinking to myself, like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" So everybody this like, crazy. "Hi, so and so, I like your eye whites." Like you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say it right then and there. You... I don't know what I would do, but I would, I would definitely say something. Is what I'm saying. I would start laughing and be like, "Oh, I know this nigga." <laughs> I would say something immediately. I might say we met or something like that. Because I know, I mean, I also know a lot of people, so, you know. So you would you would say we met, and then. But I'm not going to go into details at the party. Like, what if it's a wedding? I'm not, this ain't no joke. I know this show. nigga. Like, I would just be like, I know this person. I was thinking the time and the place. The place is we're being introduced. I'm not going to lie and pretend like I don't know this person. So in the I've moment, at a family naked. function. No, I, it could be I a know baby him. person in a wedding. I, I got to be care. like, oh, we fucked? No, no, not <laughs> we fucked. But if you say, hey, this is my friend, so I'm like, oh, no, we know each other. I'm not going to pretend I don't know you. That's a lie to me. Oh, I didn't say not to pretend you don't know the person. Yeah, I'm going to say I know this person. I just think I I'm not going to be I like, hey, do. nice to meet you, person I've seen Man. from the booty hole up. Like, come on. Like, I'm not doing you that. You like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, see, you guys. Y'all know how my brain is. Would you be upset, though? Because I will be honest. I have had a past history of unintentionally dating people who are friends. But in my defense... I never meet them around. The, they're never friends who are around each other. So it's always like I meet you in like in Mars, and I meet somebody else in on like yeah. Jupiter. Yeah, yeah. And then later I'm like, oh, this is this yeah. is fun. awkward. Like how I don't get awkward. So I just be like, oh, oh. okay. I'm like, well, this is fascinating. This is exciting. What's about to happen now? I I just feel like if I was the one, if let's say we're dating, and I introduce you to, and y'all dated or whatever, uh -huh. I would need you to tell me. So just immediately, I would. However, you need to figure out how you're gonna tell me. Just make sure you tell me. Would you be madder the longer it took? Probably. Every moment you're living a lie, we got a problem. This I said probably. Yeah, no. If 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 it was, would you date somebody knowingly that your friend had dated, like knowingly? So you know, are you still proceeding? Because I've heard men and women are different about this. Yeah, my homegirl was like, "Yo, how do you feel about?" We we had this conversation recently. Oh, nice. And she was like, she was like, at the end of the day, like if it didn't work out. For her homegirl, she said, "Who's to say that's not her soulmate?" So she she'll just have a grown up conversation with her friend, and and go from there. And I was like, "That's a cool perspective." I just think it depends on that person's maturation level because not everybody's that mature and okay with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna say something that's real. Uh, look, this is probably my toxic episode. I think you having you here is a lot gonna be more toxic because usually <laughs> I'm gonna be toxic. I'm like, wait, no, no, like I think having you here is making me more toxic because I'm realizing. If I meet somebody that I really like, like, yeah. oh, God, like, I just want to bite his bottom lip, and he's dated somebody that I'm cool with, I would ask myself, do I like him enough to pursue it at the risk of losing her? Because my thing is, Fair enough. I'm going to fucking date him anyways, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I have to figure out, is he worth something else? I'm being serious. But that's like, a real question, But though. I think it's selfish to expect to keep them both. I think it's selfish. I think that if I want to keep her, I have to be willing to understand that whatever it takes to keep her, I'm prioritizing that. Mm -hmm. But if I really want him, I think it's selfish to force her or guilt her or have our friend group shame her into forcing her to condone something. When bitch, I took you like I get why you're mad. So for me, if I like you enough to date you and I, and, I, and we have a friend in common, I have to be willing to lose them. And I will say I don't know if it's always selfish. I I think like because I have friends right now who are married. Mm -hmm. One of my my female friends 
dated person A. Excuse me, years later, she dated person B, got married to them. And mm-hmm. everybody's cool. If they're cool, but I'm saying if someone says I'm uncomfortable, I, they don't only owe me their mm-hmm. comfort. A lot of times something will happen that I feel dishonors me and I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And the collective will say, well, can you just pretend you're not uncomfortable for the collective? And Got I'm it. like, I'm not gonna. I'm I don't not gonna think anybody should. Nobody collective. should make you like minimize your feelings. I'm not into. But that. I hate when people say, "Well, if you were mature, you'd be able to see me with him." And be- no, bitch, I just don't like it. You can call me whatever you want. I don't like it, and I don't have to like it. There's a gaslighting that happens with mat- the word mature, though. Mm. Sometimes people say you need to be more mature when they're trying to make you do something that feels shitty to you. Well, if you were more mature, you'd be okay with it. No, maybe she's just not okay with it. Maybe she's not okay with it. You're allowed to not be okay with it. And I'm, and, and I chose him. And it depends on the type of friend too. Oh yeah, because some friends are tricky. And they have patterns, so That's you know true. it depends on the friend. If this and you, friend and I know never several. Of, I, know, like I, know, I know. I know a couple of your friends who seem very solid, and I can think of a couple of friends. So I'm like, oh, this person's mixy, and I, and I, I can see myself saying, if you have a friend who you think is just flittering about, you're like you were number seven of seventeen, like. Because we have different kinds of yeah. friends, and we, I love all my friends, but some of them, they be doing some tricky things. I'd be like, I love you anyway. I know you're working on yourself, you know? But I feel like... So, if, if, if a former therapist says, this is tricky, I tell my I friends that, you're though. They yourself. be knowing, but it's never like judgment. Cause I, my it's friends, not judgment, but it's like a clinical thing. They love me because I, I don't be judging them. But I be like, I tell them like it is, though. I be like, you know, it's kind of fucked up, right? <laughs> it's, it's a little... Have you done anything like that where you've had to selfishly put yourself first, even though you knew it might? Because my thing is, just own it. If you're gonna do it, just own it. I already told you I'm owning it. If I'm choosing him, sis, I'm be like, yo, sis, I love him. I am so sorry if this means you can't be my friend anymore. I totally get it. Like I'm not gonna pretend like she owes me friendship. Yeah. Are you? Has, have you ever owned anything that was a little bit selfish and toxic? Anymore? I've never owned anything like that. Like, hey, this was happening. Can we do that? No, I've never had that specific situation. Have you ever happen. done anything that you probably should have owned? Absolutely. Can, can you give me an <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't talk about it. <laughs> but I, I, it was, it was like, damn, blame it on a goose, blame it on a troll. What does what JB Fox say? You made a choice. I made a very drunken choice that I woke up the next day. I was like, what the. <laughs> Seriously, thing about drunkenness. No, no, it's, I, I, I'm gonna I don't do that. I don't mean if I'm drunk. I agree to that mostly because I'm gonna tell you this. I, I, I was, I didn't. Yo, real talk. We'll talk after the cameras. But like, <laughs> oh, we're gonna. I, felt, I definitely felt bad like afterwards. Cause I was like, oh shit, cause I, I, did, I literally had no intention. And I, and this is gonna sound real LA as fuck, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I know, cause I started weighing. I was like, yo, how did you get here? Like Deborah Cox, right? But I remember thick day. But I, I remember I, I didn't eat a lot of food that day. No, I was on some no, vegan shit. No, no, we're not doing this. And then this. the weed. You ate vegan food and smoked some weed and slept with somebody's person. And and that's your that's your that's your your story. Your your. It was an accident, but I, it was a good accident. You then know? you, it's not an accident. You meant it. No, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. And I feel like I felt bad. I really felt bad. I felt honest. I felt horrible, yo. I felt bad. I don't do things I don't mean. Well, I'm so literal. I literally felt bad. Like I called my friends. I was like, my character. Did you feel bad up. about what you did, or did you feel bad about the blowback? Because sometimes we don't feel bad. I didn't have a blowback. I just felt bad by myself. Oh, okay. That's I never beautiful. had a blowback. Yeah, no. I think when it comes to matters of the heart, any decision I make, I really mean it. I just feel like my my grandpa, R.I.P. Grandpa, like he always told me like all you have is your character. So I feel like my character was in question. Oh, so that, that so really, more about you than them then. Oh, yeah. it was my character. I was like, yo, you really fucked up. Like you really messed up. So I felt horrible. And I'm not trying to sound like I'm this good person because I just admitted that I did what I did. You are a good person. But We're like, human. Human beings make mistakes. I definitely humanized. like Donnie McClurk. I fell down. So I was like, let me get back up. Never would have made it. Yeah. All right, this is the the last one I think. Your partner has an ex in town, and they haven't seen each other in a while. 
And so your partner tells you, so-and-so asked me to go have a drink and catch up with them. What is your response? That's a deep Harriet Tubman side. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like, all my life I had to fight. Right. Oh my gosh. Uh, mm. You know, I, here's here's here. This is this is. I picked the wrong questions. I'm triggered by every question I've asked. <laughs> like, I'm, you about to pick the great I'm questions. I'm seething right whoever's now. Whoever's watching right now, they gonna be having a debate. You know, I feel like this. I feel like this in general. Mm -hmm. If we're in a healthy relationship and in a healthy space, it's not a problem. That's what I feel like in general. Because if we're in a healthy space, why why do you need the lunch then? I might know your ex already. So maybe I know about this ex. Maybe In general, I think it's tricky as fuck. But, you know, it just depends on how healthy your relationship is. I don't think that's fair. I think you can have a healthy relationship and be like, fuck no. Oh, but it, it, I also feel like I gotta like trust, I don't, I also I don't like like I gotta trust my intuition and my spidey senses. Exactly. If my gut says no, it's no. If my gut says yes and it's cool, then I'm like, all right. I'm going to tell you right now, every single relationship I've ever had that was healthy, that was destroyed, was because of out, outside parties. We were strong. But people were chipping away at us. And so my thing is access access is power. Mm -hmm. So if I don't think they're safe, we could be in a good relationship. And I still don't want you talking to that bitch because she likes you. Not because she wants you back, but because she's annoyed I have you. And she just wants to know she has the option. So a lot of women mm -hmm. will hit on your man. And I have, a, I have a bad habit. People keep on telling me I need to date people who are less attractive. The people I date, you don't know, really <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I haven't. I have not listened to any of them. But the people I date that, there are people who feel like, oh, you shouldn't be able to pull this person. And they will flirt with them, not because they want them, but just to be able to say, well, I could have him if I wanted him. Mm. And so, and I, you know, I don't want to talk about men, but sometimes y'all are a little dumb. Y'all a little slow sometimes when women are circling y'all. Y'all are so not used to being approached in that way. Yeah. When a woman is blatantly, like, throwing it at you, it takes you a while to notice. And so I've been in relationships where someone clearly liked the person I was with mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And he's like, no, that's just my homegirl. I'm like, no, when I'm gone, she wants next. Yeah. And so my thing is, I could be in a healthy relationship and still be like, no, she's not saved. Yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing. Why? See, the reason why I'm, I'm stuttering and I'm, I'm pausing is because why do you want to see your ex this bad? Amen. Right? That's number one. What's the intention behind it? How did y'all end? Are, is this ex married and moved on? Is, is the ex's spouse going to be there? Like, what's the what's the situation? Have you cheated? Are you a liar? Like, do you have, have you had bad patterns? Or are we healthy as fuck and I don't care? Like, because my thing is, I don't control anybody. I don't control anybody. And so my thing is, like, I'm always trying to read the energy and I'm trying to trust my intuition. So that's why I'm like, I'm so gray. Like, it's like, ugh. in general, I don't think I would obviously like it. But I could also see me being okay with it because I have... Like situations, I'm like people. We grow up. If that shit was ten years ago or one month ago, there's a big difference. The last friend I had who um, had a partner, a husband who did that, they're now separated because because so, something happened or because they went to lunch. A door was opened, and so I'm just gonna say, Good on Mars. <laughs> let me the door open. They let the door open. Here's the thing. I have a thing I do, and tell me if it's toxic or not. I think it's healthy, but of course it's self-serving. <laughs> If I'm with someone and my partner asks me a question like that, yeah. I only get, give them the answer of how I'm going to feel and it's up to them to decide what to do. So I'd be like, I'm, I like that. I'd be like, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not what? I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not comfortable with and that. And now you have to decide what to do knowing I'm not comfortable. Are you going on this fucking lunch date knowing how uncomfortable I am? If we were dating, you said you weren't comfortable, I probably wouldn't go. That's the thing. So that's, I, that's my I thing. Don't, I don't give mandates. I just want you to be, because I'm not in a mandate moment either. Yeah, I don't do mandates. My thing is, if I have to do a mandate, now I'm turned off. Now now you probably should go to lunch with her because I'm turned off now. I hate having to tell an adult how to show integrity. It turns me off like on a deep core level. So I'm going to just say what I like and what I don't like, and I'm going to let your integrity show up for me. But I also think you got to know who you're dating, right? So if I'm dating you, I'm, I'm going to know that it's not, that's not what you like. So if I know that you don't like this, why, do, why am I asking that question for? That's dumb. 
right? But if I'm dating a different version of you that's okay with it, then I'm asking the question, like, just because we're communicating. I'm going to break the fourth wall. Erin's sister is here. Do you agree with me? Am I crazy or would you well, be she okay? She probably would hate it. You would hate it too, right? See? She's not with the shits. Thank you. I know she's not. Let me just tell y'all. I was thinking you was with it. We're, I know. She's we're, making faces. We're, we're all at different walks of life, but at a certain point, there's some things about you that you have to recognize are just who you are. And do you even want to evolve from it? I am not a jealous person. Because jealousy means that I want what somebody else has. I'm not an envious person. Mm -hmm. I just feel like there's plenty of fish in the sea. Just don't touch my fucking fish. I'm very territorial. <laughs> like, I'm not jealous at all. I'm just yeah. territorial. Like, it's my stuff that I'm talking about. It's mm -hmm. my lane. I'm allowed to talk about my stuff. And so my thing is, I don't like funny shit. I don't like the opportunity for funny shit. I don't like even the attempt of funny shit. So even me catching a whip or something funny, I'm going to wait in the car. I feel you on that. I'm very West Indian, y'all. If y'all haven't noticed, I'm very West Indian. <laughs> it's the Haitian coming out of me and the Cuban, so it's a lot. Hey. So, yeah, I don't play that shit. Because my mother ran around with a machete. <laughs> and I, I know how crazy wow. my West Indian streak could go. And I'm always making you sure. You don't even want to go there. Why even bother? Exactly. I'm going to just wait in the car. But there's a, there's a, I've read this book called Attach, and, and it kind of shifted how I show up. I think my attachment style, because basically it's four attachment styles, but if I could break down to three. Yeah. Is in the middle, the healthy, balanced version is the secure attachment style. Yes. On the other end, they got the the anxious. Mm -hmm. And on the opposite, the opposite, opposite end. Wait, we scream. Is it the avoidant? We have the avoidant, right? Mm -hmm. So I just want to be secure. So I always ask myself, yeah. am I being secure or am I being anxious when saying no? Or am I, am I being avoidant or something like that? So I, I that's kind of how I kind of run my life a little bit. I think that we tend to lean. Mm -hmm. I'm secure, avoidant. Mm. I used to be secure anxious. So my thing is, like, if I have to, anything I have to beg to keep, I don't want it. Yeah. Because it's going to bring up my anxious. My entire family's anxious. If I have to keep my eye on you, we don't need to be together at all because it's just going <laughs> to drive me fucking crazy. But my thing is, though, that's why when I see the phone, I turn it down. Yeah. I don't want to feed anything I don't want to grow. I feel so it. So I don't need to see your fucking phone. Because your friend could just be telling a joke that is inappropriate but completely innocent on your part. I'm going to see that joke and I'm going to have a clarifying question. Yeah. I don't get upset in relationships. I just have clarifying questions. And I'm definitely, I'm I will say I'm questions. definitely secure, but I have anxious tendencies. So you're, you're, you're so, so I'm just like, yeah. I just want to be peace. I want to be zen. I'm, I'm not trying to be nervous for no reason. Exactly. And create scenarios that aren't even real in my head. So that's why yeah. I'm always, I'm like, what does my spidey sense say? That's, that's where, that's where my answer is coming from right now. I appreciate that. Anybody who's thinking of dating me, who's watching this show, please do not come at me with funny shit because <laughs> I will call you an Uber. I'm so not. I can't. I love it. Though. I've wasted so much time. But you know grade. what you want. And I think that's amazing. And you know Thank what you, you will for tolerate. No, you know what you want. You know what you tolerate. And I think that's amazing. I, I wish more people would say that. You know what it is? I think that I'm probably one of the most emotionally safe people I know. Mm. And because I create such an atypical level of emotional safety, yeah, yeah. you got to meet me at a, at least a basic level of emotional yeah. safety. All right, this is the last question. You ready? ready. This is the heaviest one. Uh-oh. A man went viral recently on TikTok because he found out that his son was actually his uncle. What? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm about to explain it. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Your sister is gawking. <laughs> he <laughs> and his girlfriend were staying with his granddad. And grandpa was fucking his girl the whole time. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and so the little boy that when his girlfriend said she was pregnant, she he thought it was his. It was actually his grandfather's child, which makes it his uncle. So he just. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes, I think it's going off right our now. Our producer's too. like, so he went and he just a video of him crying, like he was crying, like. And I went to his page on TikTok. It's real. Like I saw, I saw his his uncle's son and everything. His uncle's son. So, here's the debate. <laughs> what in the Jerry Springer's going on? 
And the thing is, he should. He said I should have known because he had a whole second family with my grandma wait. when we were growing up. But I never think he thought he would do it to my own girlfriend. Wait, wait. So his grandfather fucked his girlfriend while they were all living in the same house. Like he went to go stay with his grandpa because they were going through rough times, and he was smashing the old girl. The so what's the title? His grandpa. His his son is actually his uncle. Your grandfather's child, who's not your father, is I your got uncle. It. I just I can't. So half of Twitter is saying, yo, that child didn't do nothing wrong. You still got to raise your uncle. And the other half are like, <laughs> <laughs> what? The other half are, I think the fuck not. And so I think you can guess what your problem is. Can you guess what mine is? <laughs> no, because no, you missed the gray. I've been very clear. I'm those. black as white right now. I think the Would you absolute, raise your uncle? The fuck not. <laughs> what the fuck? Excuse my language. This is real. If this man, no, 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 no. That, that I got lines. That's one of them. That is the fuck you, one of them. I think them. it's toxic that people are trying to force him to raise. Nah, fuck that. No, no, no. Let me tell you something right now. <laughs> Not on my watch. Now I'm triggered. You got me, yo. A, yeah. And you trying to tell me what to do? I'm the one that's. I'm the victim, and now you gonna make me the the bad guy? Because nah. I, because I don't want to raise my uncle. Nah. Mm -mm. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Listen, I got a line. That ain't it. See my lines? They show up when they oh. show up. Let me tell you something about my uncle, dad, grandfather. That's funny shit. That's why I told you. That's why I don't like funny no, shit, No, no, no. But let me tell you about uncle, grandfather, dad, whoever he is to me. We ain't... That's we, your uncle, son. My actual grandfather? Uh-huh. I don't have one no more. Yeah, that's true. Like, I, honestly, I believe in forgiveness, but we not ever talking again. Yeah. Because you was doing some sneaky lying shit for a long period of time. I don't think time. I'd be able to engage with the child either. Nah. I'm so sorry. And honestly, if the child came around like, hi, uncle, dad, <laughs> what <are> you <laughs> No, I, my I nephew. Probably... Your that your child is your like we'll call you nephew. <laughs> Let him call this, me nephew. This is my nephew and my father. Yo, we would have I would be in therapy and I would be needing like the Lord. This, and you, I would, might, you might want a black and I need hand, and I would need I would need handcuffs because these hands and I don't believe in violence. I don't condone it. Earlier I said access is power. You see what you have when you go to grandpa's what? house? This is why you can't be having everybody what? around you, y'all. I can count on one hand how many people I've let in my house since I moved to LA. You're on a very short list. Well, thank you. I do not play with funny stuff in my house. I actually had a friendship almost end because he had spent months talking about how he dated women who were emotionally immature, and then last minute tried to bring one of his girls. I was like, no, like you, you told me that there you you date girls who are emotionally immature. You mm -hmm. told me that the girls don't like how close our friendship is. You think I'm gonna let, you bring one of them to my house? That's bad energy. And number one, I knew she was coming just to like like to to spy on me. I yeah. I know how women work. And I really hate when men act stupid. Like, they don't know how women work. Because y'all know, because when y'all talking to your friends, yeah, you know how women can be. But when you're talking to your girlfriend, nah, man, I had no idea she was going to do that. That's wild, man. Huh? These <laughs> girls are crazy. Like, y'all like y'all play stupid a lot. Say something, Aaron. Something, Aaron. You know what? <laughs> no, I think we play dumb. I, I rest I my think, game. I think, I, think, I think we could be tricky. You know, and sometimes we do some really dumb stuff. Every time you say tricky, I get nervous. Yo, well, stop getting nervous. It's because when be you nervous. say tricky, it's for all the fuck shit. It's like a bag of it's called like, tricky. It just, it just covers everything. <laughs> Honestly, I think sometimes I'll I be looking at, like, Twitter and I look at Instagram. I'm like, people really just don't be thinking. Yeah. And I'll be like, you really thought that was okay? So I just, I'm with you on that one. I, I'm still stuck on grandpa. And um, I agree to you not letting them, that girl come to the house. Because I, I knew I was right. No, you were a thousand percent right. And she actually found a way to find me online to make her presence felt. So I was completely right. There's one debate that wow. was going. On. We weren't supposed to have this on the list, but I want to end on a lighter note because Grandpa, Uncle, Son feels heavy. Way to end the show. A guy went to a hibachi restaurant with his girlfriend, uh -huh. and they squirted the sake in her mouth, and he got I angry. I saw that, and he left. 
me and Damage have been debating about this. I went to Damage like, oh, isn't this funny? He was like, nah, like, why isn't nigga squirting Oh, we talked about this at the house. Yeah, why is he squirting stuff in your mouth? If you were at a hibachi restaurant and your girl closed her eyes and opened her mouth and let the, the hibachi guy squirt the sake in her mouth, <laughs> are you calling her Uber like my mans did? Or are you taking her home and saying, hey, it is what it is? I didn't realize how upsetting it was until I saw somebody get squirted in the mouth. I was like, oh, that is a little intimate. So I, well, to, I only make that face for one reason. So. I went to Mexico, right? Uh-huh. And and they had like the tequila gun. Uh-huh. And they were shooting everybody in the mouth with tequila gun. But, but did you open your mouth and close your eyes and receive it? <laughs> like, like, I don't care what they doing. I'm not with them. I'm with you. I was single, so I but I, I wanted some free tequila. So I got some. And then all my friends got some, whether they were in relationships or not. Everybody right. went free tequila. So. Would you do it in front of your partner? But I think... Or would you be okay with your partner doing it in front of you? Mouth open, eyes closed, just ready to take it. I'm not okay with grandpa, son. No, this uh, is not grandpa, son. <laughs> <laughs> this is the hibachi That's a black and white answer. Uh-huh. Hibachi hour. Elise, what you think? <laughs> I don't know. I, you gotta I, know your partner. That's that's what it, honestly that's what it boils down to me. Like she should have known him, and she should know that that's not okay. Maybe her ex boyfriend was okay with that, but this was not, and that's why she had to find an Uber. I'm gonna be honest. Up until this happened, I probably would have done it, but now I know better. Cause I'm playful. I cause I'm mischievous. I'm like, oh, this is fun. Cause I like to do sexual innuendos and joke. I don't do it when I'm in a relationship. So maybe I should take that back. But she was looking sexual. Well, it's a big sexual innuendo. The hibachi gun, yeah. even the tequila gun, it's all meant to be sexual. Like, the reason it's a thing is because you're being cheeky. So that's what I'm saying. Like, on its foundation, whether it's normal or not, it's meant to be cheeky. That's like, why it's So, fun. like, driving the boat. Yeah, it's meant to be so cheeky. So, wait, is driving the boat okay? It's all meant to be cheeky. But if a dude tried to drive the boat on you and you have a boyfriend, that's not okay. I would not do that because I'm very clear now about the kind of men that I'm around and I'm not trying to get in trouble. I feel like driving a boat's more intimate than, than shooting a gun of alcohol. I had somebody drive the boat on me and I, I was talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. It was a maintenance man. It wasn't really talking to somebody. And he got upset. <laughs> like, it was it, it was a conversation. Yeah. And it was dripping out my chest. It was a lot happening. It was on my See, story. that's a lot. All the drip down the chest. But no, it's, that's how you drive the boat, though. That's literally the no, point. No, that's of a lot of energy. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot of energy. <laughs> he was like. I'm a very secure dude. That's a lot of energy. <laughs> it's the drip. Because, like, and then, and then, and if yeah. he's trying to take the gun and make purposefully miss, that's a lot of bad energy for, for the, the, the space that our date you know? Yeah, I just think that you should know your partner. I think I, you should know your partner. I think what we've learned today is there's no right or wrong. Well, no, there's some wrong. There's some wrong. Grandpa, wrong. uncle, son is wrong. I think we both agree. Cousin, nephew, uncle, son, twice, not even removed. Your son calling you nephew? I would have to hit everybody Yo, in the room. He called me nephew. We fighting. <laughs> like... <laughs> Okay, what are we gonna call this episode? Yo, that, everybody's toxic. That, that, Peach and Aaron Bernard. That'd be, that'd, that'd be a great talk because I think everybody's low key a little bit toxic. I think everybody has toxicity, toxicity, mm-hmm. and I think that's why we got to do the work. And that's what I do to work. I do the work. I do the work. Amen. I try to read books. I try to listen to music. I try to catch myself. I try to talk to my family, my friends, and like I don't think anybody's perfect. And that's why I'm I'm great because I'm like, yo, one day, what if that was me? Because I found myself, when I look back over my life and my mm-hmm. how many years of living, there's some things I was like, I would never do that. And I woke up and I was like, oh, Whole doing, it, doing it. Doing it. So that's why I be like, great, because I don't want to cast no no judgment on people knowing that one day that could be me. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes like people operate from trauma and hurt and all that stuff, and I just want us to heal. But like that's why I you try call to call this episode gray areas. The gray. You've only been black and white once. I mean, that's what I meant. I'm a compassionate black or white, though. Like, I don't judge wrong or right. I judge if it works for me or not. Yeah. Some people all the time, like, look, if this is how you get down, yeah. that's amazing. My Uber's outside. 
No judgment. I'm going to go home. But I told you that I've had black or white moments before. I have not seen them yet. I mean, I talked to you about it, though. Oh. Oh, when somebody, are you okay with sharing? Yeah, we don't know the name. Okay, yeah, yeah Aaron was sharing a story, and, and then we're going to wrap up because I know the producer's like, this show's Oh, yeah, over. We, we done, bro. No, but um, Aaron was sharing a story about how he was talking to a young lady who went through a physical transformation and got all healthy and stuff, and she lost a bunch of weight and started getting extra attention. Mm-hmm. And she told him, like, oh, my God, Aaron, I don't know what to do. All these boys are looking at me. Yep. And Aaron's response was? I, I know how to help you. And and how did you help her? I told her she can go date them. And Aaron? I did. You're more like him than you're willing to admit. Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like my Uber's outside. But I'm, I'm in, my Uber's outside. But my thing is, yeah. is the intention and the energy around it was not feeling good to me. So yeah, and also she, she lied to you, too, because as somebody who's lost and gained that kind of weight, if you're with somebody and you like them, it doesn't really matter. It only matters if you were only... I think she was interested. So I was like, yeah. well, go be interested. I'm out. That is... Wow. So All I right. do have black or whites. Just, you do have black oh, and white. I just have a lot of grays. We have that on a positive note. Yes. Because this is a time where everybody says that they don't believe in love anymore. It's oh, a very interesting time. Sad. Dating in LA is, is... I do not recommend it. Please come here with your person already intact or have like some kind of import-export situation happening, guys. <laughs> How do you know, my friends and I were talking about this, about how we would know if we met our person. And it felt like a heavy question at first until I realized, for me, it comes down to like somebody who's emotionally safe, i.e. no funny shit, and who I can laugh with, right? Because I feel like everything else you can figure out if you're emotionally safe and the person trusts your heart and you can have fun with them. Yeah. As Aaron, mm-hmm. not the coach, okay. but as Aaron the person, what are two ways that you'd be able to tell, like, this might be my person? Like, what would be the thing, like, huh? I might be able to get out the gray and just choose all in on this person. Uh, the person, let me see. It would. There's an energetic excitement that happens for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I always call it my spidey sense, but it's really intuition. It speaks to me. There's got to be a level of deep conversation. Mm. And then there also got to be like, because I, 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 like, I like intellect, but I also like lightheartedness and laughing. You know what I'm saying? But you have different like with trust. everybody, though. So how would you tell the difference between that it's deep? A, it's a different kind of energy. Like, there's a, uh-huh. there's to be balance, right? Like, we could right. be deep, we could laugh, and then I could feel like there's trust. There's got to be trust. If there's no trust, well, what am I doing here? I'm not trying to... I always tell people, I'm not trying to go to work and then come home and go to work. Ooh, so yeah, I'm not, and I'm not gonna pay. No, I'm good. So, Aaron has made it very clear he's not doing shit unless there's a budget. People are like, are you analyzing me right now? I'm like, are you paying me right now? Ooh. I have boundaries. So yeah. my thing is, when I come home, I want I want it to be a safe space. Yeah, and I want to feel good. I want to feel like there's trust and like laughter, depth, trust. Those are my three main. And then like you gotta have drive because I, I we gotta we going oh, places. Oh God, can you imagine having to drag a carcass across the finish line? That's just. A t- I feel like in LA though, I feel feel like the groups that we're around, everybody's pretty ambitious. Everybody's really ambitious. Oh, you're gonna amazing. get left behind. You're gonna get left behind if you're not. You can't have no get left behind. You know what I'm saying? Well, this has concluded. You see how quickly it went by? It was great. We could have totally done like a two hour thing instead of an hour. You see how and, and nothing crazy happened. Gang gang. Um, Aaron was a little bit nervous, guys. A lot but... of nervous. Aaron, I'm such a. <laughs> I was, face. but I'm also nervous in general. Remember. Anxious, I'm anxious attached too. Uh, but, but I will say this though, I think the beauty of this episode is, as people who hire us to help them, mm-hmm. it's good to know that we're also human. I'm human, 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 human eyes. You're human, human. That's and, why we connect. And by the time the show comes out, because it's coming out in a couple of weeks, we will have already gone to tomorrow's fat. We're going to an amazing event tomorrow. I don't want to talk about it now because I don't want to make any predictions and then watch back this episode. Let's just like, wait. Yeah, it's gonna be lit. That means you have to come back. I'm down. Are you really going to come back? Yeah. Okay. I don't say things I don't mean. I keep telling you that. That's true. 
That's true. A lot of people say that, and then they be lying to me. So nah. I got I got trust issues around I, that. We'll talk later off camera, but I say what I mean. There's some folks who tell me everything I want to hear, and then a week, and I'm like, I think my friends are lying. <laughs> people lie, then they figure which lies they tell. So I love when when folks are consistent. Yeah, but character is big for me. That should be my third one. What? Uh, no funny shit, laughing and consistent. Because mm. anybody can be amazing in spurts. Anybody can be amazing. But are you consistent? Exactly. I'm going to steal that from you. Thank you. All right, guys. Uh, this concludes this episode of Humanizer Blue to Boosma. Aaron, where can they find you, love? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at It's Aaron Bernard. I think uh, on Insta um, on YouTube. I also have a YouTube page. You can find me on right. Aaron Bernard over there as well. You can subscribe, please. And then um, I'm also on Twitter. And uh, I don't reuse really it. So I don't know. Not Twitter. Twitter. And oh, and um, <laughs> TikTok. You on TikTok doing little dances? No, I ain't doing nothing yet, but I got two videos up, so. Well, now that you're on TikTok, I'll send you the uncle, son, nephew yes. video. because I'm about to be stressed. It's very sad. Um, You guys already know me. I'm at Blue Centric. Please make sure to subscribe and rate and do all that good stuff so we can get uh more eyes on the show. Shout out to everybody who's been sending me messages asking to be guests. Uh, The only rule for guests is that you have to be someone that I actually enjoy talking to already. So I I, I don't <laughs> interview straight. No, I'm not trying to be petty. I'm no, you're being real. I'm just being real. So I, the, the energy of the show is based on me actually enjoying people and also please make sure to uh, check out our next workshop that's starting off in the fall and it's on eventbrite ots2022.eventbrite.com ots2022.eventbrite.com Aaron you've been a fun guest next time we're gonna have to do two hours instead of one hour I'm, let, I'm ready thank you for having me I, I just want to say that I Aww. really appreciate you having me and you have great awesome. energy Aww, thank so you so sweet. much I got that from a, a professional see that Aaron has told you that I medically no, and seriously, have good energy. Like I, I just, I'm just nervous in general. But then, like, it, you, you feed off of people, and I'm feeding off of your wonderful warmth. So thank you. Oh, you guys know I love compliments. Come back next time. <laughs> Bye. That was Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the shit? No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one -on -one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.